Hi friends. So are you as excited for part five of this bonus series for SEO friendly content and how do you get leads using your content that you already have to create, right? So I, let's be honest, you're probably not quite as excited as I am because I know how stinking good this is going to be and how much this is just going to bless your business and help you get more leads. But we're just going to jump right in today. We're going to get right to the rat killing and be prepared to take notes because I am giving you all of the marketing strategy for marketing your great keyword rich content so that people know you're out there. They know what you can help them with and they know who you are and you stay front of mind. So listen in, take notes. Let's get right to it. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. <laughs> hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only worked for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees. Until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. Okay, first things first, we need to have a chat about the word marketing, because I know for a lot of people, when you hear the word marketing, you hear sales, you get this kind of like icky feeling inside of you. And honest, and if you're being honest, the word marketing is probably on your list of dirty words. <laughs> but I'm really going to challenge you to reframe your thinking around that. Because marketing, when done with a servant's heart, like I talked about in episode 31, then marketing is simply letting people know that you can help them solve their problem. Marketing is not a dirty word. We've just, as entrepreneurs, and then especially I feel like as Christian entrepreneurs, we've believed the lie that if we're selling, we're being sleazy. And if we're selling, we are, you know, annoying people. And that's just not the truth. And I think that part of the reason we believe that lie is because we have this picture of sales being like the used, the sleazy used carmen. <laughs> sleazy used car salesman, you know, who's pressuring you into buying a lemon or making you buy something you don't really want to buy or just making you feel uncomfortable. And guys, sales does not have to be like that. Marketing does not have to be like that. Okay. When you have the heart of a servant in your business, marketing is simply letting people know that you can help them solve their problem. That's it. That's all marketing is. And to quote Seth Godin, content marketing is the only marketing that's left. 
Okay. Yes, there's still other kinds of marketing out there, obviously, but as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, like creating content, creating consistent content is part of our jobs, period. Because we have to let people know about our product, about the benefits of our product. We have to solve their problems. It's not just enough to be like, boom, I got this thing. Buy it, y'all. Like we have to create more of a connection to lead to conversion. So you're already creating content right now. Thanks to this bonus series. Now you know how to create SEO rich content. You know how to create keyword rich content. You know how to plan content and outline content, actually create the thing and then how to optimize your blogs. You know, all of those things, BT dubs. If you haven't listened to part one through four of this bonus series, make sure you do that. I might actually recommend that you pause this and listen to those and then come back to this, but you already have great content, right? Now you need to market your content. You need to market your great keyword rich content so that it's doing you a favor. It's helping your business and it's helping the person that you have created it for. Okay. And yes, ultimately great SEO is going to help you get found in Google searches, but why not take advantage of the audience that you already have your existing audience in other places, because these people have already decided to follow you or opt into your email list or something like it's just kind of dumb to like not share your content with them, not market to them. They're a warm audience. Okay. So places that we are going to market your Instagram or TikTok. I know zero about tickety talk, TikTok. I don't even have it. So we're just going to take these principles and apply them to TikTok, your Facebook group, your email list, LinkedIn, if you're on there and my personal favorite Pinterest. Okay. Now, before you freak out and you're like, Oh my gosh, faith, that is way too much. Like I'm just going to annoy the crap out of people. (laughs) If I post on all those places, or they'll just get super tired about hearing about this one thing false. That is very false. Um, so I want to, I want to illustrate this with a story. So when I was in college, I took, um, an art, art appreciation, class. I don't know. It was an interim class. It wasn't art appreciation. I don't know. It was some kind of art class. Okay. It was an interim class. So it was like the whole class, the whole semester long class crammed into a week. It was fantastic. Loved my professor. One of my favorite professors in college. If I could draw more than a stick figure, maybe I would have minored in art, minored in art just because that class was so much fun, but I cannot. Anyway, that teacher, I don't remember how it came up, but he was talking about, um, when he goes, when he and his family would go to the city, cause we live in a very rural area when he and his family would go to the city, like he couldn't drive in the city. And it wasn't because he couldn't handle the traffic and he couldn't handle the driving, but it was because he got so visually overstimulated by all the advertisements and the buildings and all of the things for him to look at and all of the things that were just catching his eye that he couldn't drive and <laughs> not look at those things too. And I just, that, that story came to mind today as as I was just thinking about people getting, you know, freaking out about marketing their content or marketing the same piece of content more than once or marketing the same, you know, piece of content in multiple places. Listen, y'all, we are all of us visually overstimulated. (laughs) We all see so much stuff every day. Like just, just think about it. How many posts have you scrolled through today on your social media? 
How many emails do you have sitting in your inbox? How many emails will you never, ever read if you're like me? (laughs) How many, you know, Facebook posts do you not respond to? Like we are all inundated with so much information. Now, I don't say this to make you be like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to be more white noise. No, but I want you to realize that by posting, marketing a podcast or marketing a blog more than once or marketing a piece of a blog or a piece of a podcast more than once, you're, you're not, (laughs) you're not annoying people because they're probably not seeing it. And two, they don't remember seeing it anyway. Okay. So at one point I had heard the statistic that only 6% of your social media audience, this was specific to Instagram, but only 6% of your Instagram audience was even seeing your posts on average. And based on my own analytics, based on my own analytics, I would say that it's probably gone down from that. Like that was, that's a couple year old statistic. And I really don't even care to look up a new statistic because Instagram isn't really my, my game right now. But like, think about it. If you have a hundred people on your Instagram, hundred people following you on Instagram and you post something, if only six of those people see it and you never, ever, ever post about it again, then that's not very many people that are potentially being helped by your content. And of those 6%, how many people actually clicked through to your, your blog? How many of those six actually, you know, commented? How many of those six actually took action on, you know, the awesome content that you just created? Like probably not all of them. All right. And that's okay. That's just the world that we live in, right? We have, you know, how many people do you follow on social media? Like more than five, probably. Okay. Now just think about like your email, like a good email open rate. If you're sending all of your content to your email list, a good email open rate is 15 to 20%. Okay. If you have, if you have a hundred people on your email list, then maybe 20 of them saw that piece of content. Maybe, maybe 20 of them saw, you know, your introduction to your blog or whatever, your introduction to your podcast. How many of them clicked through? Maybe 5%. So you've got maybe six people from your social media, maybe like one or two from your email list that have seen your content and taken action on, on a good day. If you have a hundred followers and I'm just using the, you know, the number hundred, obviously for easy math. Nobody hear me, hear me clearly, nobody, but your mama remembers everything you post and everything that you create. And honestly, maybe not even your mama, because if she's on social media, she sees 800,000 things a day too. So please, please, please kick the idea out of your head that if you market quote air quotes, a piece of content, once you have to be done, you do not, you do not especially if you are marketing with the heart to serve instead of just to make a buck, you're not annoying people. If you're marketing with the heart of a servant, you're creating content with the heart of a servant, you're in business with the heart of a servant. Then if you post something and it's not for somebody, they're just going to scroll on y'all and they're not even going to remember what they saw. Okay. Like in, in a less overly stimulated world, scientists said that it took 
six to eight times of seeing something or hearing something to take action on it. Now they're saying it's more like 12 or 13 times of seeing the same thing, hearing the same message before people will take action on it. Now I know that's not everybody. I know that that's not a hard and fast rule, but I do need you to know that posting about the same thing, taking the same idea and repackaging it across a different platform is it's not hurting anybody. In fact, you're hurting your people and you're hurting your business by not reiterating the same ideas. All right. Now I have an entire episode, um, episode number 13 with my content repurposing guide, where I walk you through that. Now I have a freebie linked in the show notes that if you have not snagged that yet, y'all people pay me dollars to do this for them. (laughs) I have clients that pay me dollars to repurpose their content for them like this. And I'm giving this to you because I don't want you working so hard. I want you to work smarter, but I'm going to walk you through this, this repurposing system and just give you some really tangible examples so that you can take the, all of the podcasts on creating content in this bonus series, you have this awesome piece of content and you can literally lay out a plan for how to repurpose it and how to market it. And know that one, you're not annoying people if you're doing it with the heart of a servant. And two, you are helping people see your content and take action on it. Okay? Okay. Hey friend, I know you're trying to grow this business, but does it feel like it's not really going anywhere? Did you know that we can actually fix the back end of your business so that you have some great SEO? Did you know that we can repurpose your podcast or repurpose your blog and help you grow faster? Did you know that was even an option? If you're thinking, oh my goodness, Faith, that would be amazing. Then head on over to faithhannon.com coaching or click the link in the show notes. In just one hour of your time, we'll get you a marketing plan in a box with the exact keywords that you need to be going for, how and where to implement them, and at least three months of SEO-focused content planned out for you, let's get your coaching call on the books right now and get your marketing strategy headed in the right direction. Spots are limited, so don't wait. And I cannot wait to help you finally get the breakthrough you've been waiting for and jumpstart your business dream back to life. So let's just visualize this. I want you to picture come back with me to, you know, let's say seventh grade English class, where you have been assigned a five paragraph essay. Great. Now you have to write an introduction. Yay. We talked about how to outline, how to create a thesis statement, how to create a say one stinking thing statement. We talked about that in an earlier episode in this bonus series. So we know we have an introduction, we have a point that we're trying to prove. And then we have like, you know, three to five points proving, helping support our thesis statement, helping support our idea in that introduction, right? So let's, you know, you have your five ways to, (laughs) I was going to say five ways to skin a cat, but that's going to get pretty graphic pretty fast. (laughs) So how about something like five ways of, you know, five ways to fold laundry, because (laughs) I'm an expert at folding laundry, not. (laughs) Y'all should see Y'all should see my mountain lawn, my mountain of clean laundry history, because it's a long, it's a long and ugly list of having a mountain of clean laundry. Anyway, let's say that you are a 
home organization expert. Great. I need you in my life. So you have a blog, you've created a podcast on and repurposed it into a blog on five tips to stay on top of folding laundry. Great. So you have your introduction and you say something very clear in a very you fashion about, you know, I know laundry is always difficult for blah, 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 blah. Here are five tips to help you stay on top of laundry and not lose your mind. Great. Tip number one, do one load of laundry a day. Great. Tip number two, fold that laundry immediately. Great. Tip number three, have your children help you. Tip number four, um, sort like with like. Tip number five, don't bother folding things like underwear. I don't know why I'm making this up, y'all. But you're going to have your introduction and then you're going to have your individual tips, right? Well, wouldn't you know, each one of those things is a post. Each one of those things is a post. Your introduction is a post. Great. You just slap a call to action on the end of it and say, click over to the blog to read all of the tips. Boom. Done by Felicia. Now tip number, then you take tip number one and you're like, you create a great, a cutie little reel on tip number one. Great. Boom. Done. You create another cutie little reel on tip numbers two through five. Great. Done. There's your Instagram content for the week, y'all. Bonus for a Saturday post. Okay, now let's say you have a Facebook group. Now you're going to take tip number one and you're going to rework the verbiage a bit and ask for some of their favorite tips surrounding tip number one. You're going to take your introduction and you're going to ask for some of their um, biggest laundry pain points. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe I'm talking about laundry, but whatever you can tell I need to do laundry. Um, You're going to take your introduction and you're going to ask for some engagement about their biggest laundry pain points. Boom, done. You're going to take tip number three and you're going to ask them to show you their folding system. Okay. I'm just using Facebook as an example because Facebook is easier to create interaction because people can actually post pictures and links back versus Instagram. Great. Now you've you use that system, that same idea, you're breaking down this big concept that you've created in one blog post into five or six little posts, right? All helpful, all helpful. That's a big key takeaway here. Everything has to be helpful and have a point. You're breaking all of that down and that's your Facebook group post for the week. Great done. Now let's say that you have an email list. Like I have an email list. I love my email list buddies, by the way. And you want to make sure that your email list knows that you've created this awesome podcast and repurposed it into a blog. Great. You should. These people have already opted into your content. They already believe in you. They're hot, hot, hot leads. Okay. They need to be hearing about all the awesome stuff that you create, all the awesome ways that you can help them and all the problems that you can help solve for them. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your email list buddies and you're going to, what I really like to do is I like to take this concept, this blog, podcast, whatever that I've created. And I like to think of an additional story because y'all, I want my email list pals to be the ones that I am the most connected with because they've already given me their email address. And that is like pretty holy, holy ground. (laughs) probably I say that because I don't love reading emails, (laughs) but by the time somebody gives you their email list, like they're, 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 they're in, right. They're like, they're your people. They're mi gente. And so I want to give them extra. I want to give my email list things that I don't necessarily give everybody else. So 
think of an additional tip. Think of an additional story behind how you came to this knowledge and boom, there is your email copy friends. So know that when you use the content creation system that I've laid out for you in this bonus series, when you take, you know, when you take a great idea and you make it SEO friendly and you write a great blog, record a great podcast, then you can market it really, 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 really smart and not have to work so hard. And you're staying front of mind. You're helping people. They're seeing your stuff more. So they're able to implement it more. They're able to get better results, which means that they're going to be more willing to buy your product. And most of all, you're going to be helping them because they're actually, there's a chance that they'll actually see your content instead of just lingering in that, you know, sad 94% of Instagram followers who never see your stuff. So, um, I am excited for y'all to implement this. Like I said, if you don't have the content repurposing system cheat sheet, please go grab that. Start using it today. Uh, I've got a sweet podcast coming up for you next week, all about email marketing, because y'all not going to lie. My email open rate is like 48 to 50%. So I'm going to give you all some tips there on how to create emails that people actually want to open because... I don't know about y'all, but I get really tired of emails. So I want you guys and me, I want to be creating emails that people actually want to read. Now that we've talked about social media marketing, Instagram and Facebook and email marketing, I want to talk about Pinterest. Now this is going to be a very, very brief part of my Pinterest strategy because you guys don't want to be sitting here for five hours listening to my Pinterest strategy, JK but it is pretty in depth and it's effective. So Pinterest, I want you to reframe your thinking about Pinterest from searching for recipes and DIY stuff. Pinterest is very much a search engine. It is, it is not a social media network. Pinterest is a search engine. And the difference here that I want you to make in your mentality is people go to Pinterest to find solutions. People go to Instagram to find entertainment. However, if you are creating content and you're not marketing your content, you're not marketing your blogs and your podcasts and your YouTube videos, your long form content, wherever that lives. If you're not marketing that content on Pinterest strategically and consistently, you are missing out my friend. Now, Pinterest is very much more of a crock pot approach, just like SEO is, as opposed to Instagram and TikTok is just like it, it's flash. The other Social media is flashy and it's more like flash in the pan, like get you a lot of like views and looks quickly, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not versus, you know, if you're really honing in on your SEO strategy and your Pinterest strategy, you're going to be getting sustained traffic and sustained website views. And those people who keep coming back to you and keep finding valuable content are going to turn into, you know, followers and email subscribers and eventually customers. I think much more reliably than social media, but that's just me. So overview, big overarching view of your Pinterest strategy that I want you to use here is I want you to take this blog or this podcast that you've created and let's talk specifically blogs because now you have a website and this blog lives on your website, right? So you're pushing people back to your land that you own. I want you to take this blog and I want you to put it on Pinterest. I use a a tool called Tailwind. It's 120 bucks a year. And what Tailwind does is it schedules out my posts for me. Now, for me, where I am right now in my business and my audience, 
I typically create three to seven pins per blog post and podcast. I'll have a couple of them going linked to my podcast and most of them linked to my blog. Now, few real quick, real quick hierarchy tips here. You need to name your pins. You need a title and you need different graphics and you need to make sure that each pin goes to the actual blog post not your homepage on your website and not your like home blog page. Because as a user, there's nothing more frustrating than having to click around on somebody's website to find the information that you went there to find. And hello, people are just piecing out. They don't want to click around on your website to find the one blog that you should have linked on Pinterest. So take some time, do it right. But when I create graphics for my blog, I just create them Pinterest sized and then they're done, right? Like I don't have to recreate the wheel 19 different times because Pinterest is where a bunch of my marketing effort lives. So you're going to take this one blog, right? That we created. You're going to market it on Instagram. You're going to market it on to your email list. You're going to market it to your Facebook group and you're going to market it to Pinterest. Now, if y'all do LinkedIn yet, bless you. Good for you. I'm not there. It's not part of my strategy right now, maybe eventually, but not right now. But I want you to make sure that you are using Pinterest for part of your overall marketing strategy. Now, if y'all have not really gotten everything that you need out of this podcast series, this bonus series, and you're like, Faith, I just need a little bit more help creating a content strategy and an SEO strategy that's really, really going to work for my business. Don't wait. Go just go book a coaching call. I will help you figure out your keywords. We're going to lay out some content, a plan for some of your content. And just in the process of figuring out your keywords, you're going to get so, so many blog ideas, so many podcast ideas, because just as we work together and I start pulling those ideas out of your brilliant brain, you're going to walk away knowing, oh my gosh, I have the SEO and the keywords that I need to succeed. And I have the content ideas to get me there. The link to book a coaching call is in the show notes. So grab that coaching call. Spots are limited because I really and truly want to help you start creating the content that is going to help move the needle forward on your business and get you leads with the right people. So y'all have a blessed rest of your week. Take some time this weekend or take some time this afternoon and go through these podcasts in this bonus series, plan out your content, outline some content, create some content and really commit to creating SEO friendly content that's going to move the needle forward on your business and generate leads for you from this content that you already have to create. It might as well be jam up for your business. So you'll have a blessed week. I pray that you have divinely inspired ideas and utterance and wisdom on what keywords to go for, what content to create and who God has placed in your path to help. All right. Talk to you later, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. 
go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes and all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.